Hello, everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights, and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now. The podcast episodes will teach you about different things, what you can take in your daily life as a leader to take things forward from one step to another. We will talk about all facets of life. What are the essential steps for you to take the business forward? I'm your channel business podcast host, Hanne Nordinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of channel business episodes. So with all my heart, I want to welcome you to the growth ride of the channel business podcast episodes, where we are diving in today with Chuan Chuan Yu from Singapore, and we will talk about agile leadership. Chuan Chuan Yu is a multi-award winning executive coach who helps leaders excel and succeed by growing the agile mindset. As an established and creative adult learning expert, Chuan Chuan tailors learning experiences specific to each client's needs. She's committed to help clients strive whether they are working in executive presence, influence, negotiations, or stakeholder engagement. She's named one of the 101 top global coaching leaders and a woman super achiever at 28th World HRD Congress. Satisfies clients um, uh, describe the coaching experience with her a transformational, life-changing, and the only professional development a leader ever needs. So I'm really, really happy to welcome you to join you to be on this podcast and an episode to talk about agile leadership. And on uh, top of this, I want to mention also that you're a founder of this Asense company. Did I pronounce that one right? Asense, Asense, Agile. Yeah, yes, Asense Agile Leadership. So welcome, Juan Juan. I'm really, really excited to have you here. And and as you work across the the world and with nearly forty different nationalities and different countries and the Fortune five hundred companies, you have amazing experiences working with different kind of leaders. So. I wish to hear and, and share these kind of experiences to the leaders with you that what can you bring to the table for them to learn more and be the agile leaderships? Yeah, I'm really looking forward. Super exciting. Yes, I, me too. So let's dive into into those questions and, and agile leadership. But tell us first, what fascinates you about life? Mm, I think life, life's a journey. And I think that in itself is fascinating that we are with the experiences that we accumulated in that with the experiences that we can accumulate this lifetime made possible by technology, we can really reach every person in the world. And I think all these really enriches our, our mindsets 
our learning and that we coupled with our neuroplasticity really helps us learn and grow. So to me, I think especially the past few years, I have seen rapid growth and every time that happens, it really fascinates me how transformational and how much each of us can actually grow and lot, lots of potential in all of us. It is so sure. And I was just going to ask you, how do you see this last couple of years that we have been kind of locked down into our homes or offices and, and just being remotely using the help of the technology? They are, we have kind of felt that the world has come together much more faster than it mm-hmm. was ever before. And we have been able to reach out to people who we didn't have access before this kind of it, it feels different so yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you you share the same same kind of experience in that could you tell us all something about what is that that you are committed to and inspired to create in life hmm. Hmm. i think at the foundation it is about bringing out the best in people and the targets group that i'm super passionate about will be leaders in every workplace and it doesn't matter whether they are first-time managers or very seasoned veteran leaders mm-hmm. as long as you are a person who is there to make a positive difference and to influence others then you are a leader right in, in my eyes and how we then interact and engage in the workplace to build more synergistic empowering relationships to me it makes a lot of difference now the key thing is because we spend so much of our time in each of our lifetimes on work yeah it is so true we, we spend so much time at the work and with yeah. the people there yes. so it's, it's kind of truly essential to have it good workplace and good environment and yes. a good influence yes. there with them Correct, correct. So the kind of relationships that we nurture at work really can impact a person's mental health, right? Or even your opinion about your own abilities, your belief in yourself. So to me, it all starts with the leaders, the kind of nurturing relationships that we can have that truly brings out the best in every one of us. That is so right. I I totally agree on that. And the little words, the little actions that we do daily, they really influence a lot. And we, we may not even notice that, that how many people or whom do we influence. So as a leader, it's so critical to pay attention to those kind of things. Mm. True, true, true. Yeah. What would you say your superpower is that you use every day at your work? Every day. Well, because I connect with clients from nearly 40 countries, right? And across sectors, across uh, different levels of seniority. The one superpower that has served me well is really looking, being able to see the connections uh, between things that to them, where the connections are not easily picked up, right? So they will be probably sharing things about one conversation with one stakeholder and then the other. And there's always this unseen connection. And my superpower then when I reflect it back to them that I see this connection, to them it always becomes enlightening because then they realize that, huh, there is a pattern. And once we see patterns, it's that easy for us to overcome whatever challenges or anything that's bugging us. So I think that's one that I always use every day. Oh, I like that. I like that because... 
it is not every uh, easy for everyone to build those connections or to see or or even think about let's say outside of the box who could be the good partner good stakeholder good employee for you or a good mentor or whatever you need at the time so that is the gem over there to to be able to see all that yeah yeah and the connection also happens between time within the timeline like past yes. present future connection between events connections between people connection between your thoughts and your behavior so it is um i think bring out to them all these abstract connections that is not easily seen with the naked eye and helping yeah. them understand the relationship between events and time that is so right and that is something that I think many people um, and even many leaders don't realize all the time that that it is there and and it has all these three three different stages past mm-hmm. present and future and you need to as a leader influence all of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So one thing what you wish that you knew at the earliest stage of your career what would that be? Hmm. Early stage of my career, I wish I knew what success meant to me as a person. I think like many young adults who first joined the workforce, we devote ourselves to climbing the career ladder or the corporate mm-hmm. ladder and that we see external things like uh, your promotion, your job title, your pay package as indication of whether you are successful or not, or important person in society or not. Uh, it took me quite a few years to realize that, huh, this is what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's chasing after something, but that doesn't make me successful because you will find that when you reach a certain milestone and you find emptiness internally, and I think that is that great greatest moment of epiphany for many, many adults who realize what they are chasing is not what they really want. And then to question back, what does success mean to you as a human being? What is the legacy you want to leave behind for people? Uh, Yeah, but that's one thing I wanted to, I think if I had known it earlier, it would have been better. A, A lot more of the abundance mindset, much lesser of the scarcity mindset. Uh, which then I think will accelerate my growth further. I uh, do you think that that is a cro- growth path that everybody kind of has to go through that in order to understand what the success means and the happiness means to you as a person and as a leader. Yeah, yeah I think you right. fast forward that some way. Can you have a track to understand it? Probably you probably wouldn't be able to reach another level of consciousness and maturity as a, as an adult unless you had tasted the bitterness of failure. Yeah. Right? Or, or the kind of pain in your life. But I think pain f- shapes a person. Right. It does. Like, yeah, it does. And can I shortcut that process? I think that that's a great question. Like I have three sons. Would I? Would they be able to get to that level of consciousness and understanding and have that you know pursuit of their best self, reach self actualization stage without the early trials in life? Probably not. 
uh, but yeah, probably it's that's a way to make it faster. Of course, uh, I think say you have mentors, you have coaches, it's mm-hmm. definitely faster. Uh, in my work, I've seen how some professionals who uh, who maybe have many years of experience, but they are still caught in that cycle where they are chasing for something that it doesn't serve them. Not me. It doesn't serve them. Yes, exactly. Right. So probably not a function of age. Uh, yeah. I yeah. When I think back, I think mm, should I would I have wanted to grow faster? Probably, but was there a way to make it faster? I think to your point, yeah, probably not. It was necessary to go through that painful period. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and uh, maybe something what I uh, I have learned uh, and what you mentioned also there is is the business of the failures that if you fail fast then maybe that is something that you can fast forward the track a little bit with the mentors and coaches like you said yes but yeah. but you kind of have to go through that path in order right and that's correct yeah well, well i think what we need is we need to fail fast and we need yeah. to learn fast uh, yes. uh, a lot of what gets people stuck is that they fail but they have not learned and then you, then there's no, no the learning curve. So you don't really go forward. You stay in in one place, and that's Correct. not an agile leader as not at all. Having <laughs> in today's topic, um, you have written a books and and guidebooks for leaders to be the agile leadership's roles and and be the agile leader. And you have named the the five inner voices of mm-hmm. leadership. Could yes. you tell us a little bit more of those? What are they and how do they vary from one another? Mm, sure. So um, the book I had talks about paradoxes. So that one is really deconstructing what are the various styles leaders can have to lead and connect with the workforce. So yeah. I talk about like opposing as there's a right style for the right context. So that's, that's the paradoxes. And underlying, then there will be the five inner voices, which are which act as lenses for leaders to consider how should they switch their style. So the five inner voices would be the captain, the visionary, the developer, strategist, and agilist. So each of them bring a different discipline to the agile leader. So think of it as, well, if let's say I am stuck in a certain style that doesn't work for the organization anymore. Uh, I think one of the most common paradoxes that people uh, face at the early stage of career probably would be people versus tasks. Should my style be more nurturing or should I be very results oriented? And but what causes someone to get to get stuck in a style is different. It could be personal mastery. Maybe it is about my understanding of what makes me successful, mm-hmm. uh, which then we can rely on the captain to give us more insights. It could also be about how do I help my team members learn and what is my role here as their leader. Then that's where you can tap into the developer to decide how can I use tasks to help my people grow mm-hmm. and achieve results at the same time. So whatever that voice is, all is helping leaders to do is to discern how do I shift the style? 
which style works for my people and setting up the right feedback loop so that people can try out new strategies, get some feedback and then refine the strategy after that because it is a continuous cycle of trying something, watching out for the feedback and making your style better and better, more and more relevant. Being in the current situation, what works Mm. for that situation? Correct. So uh, in one of your guidebooks, which is as this agile leadership journal that that I have, (laughs) and you you have these little tasks. I don't know if if you can see that in the audience, but you have these five different uh, inner voices there and, Mm -hmm. and then you have... Uh, you ask here for the person to write a score between one and ten. Which one of these five different invoices you think you are, and which one you wish to develop at this week or this yes. time or this current situation, whatever you're right. facing? So, I I think that is a very concrete thing. Mm-hmm. Look at the situation and and build the mindset and your habits and traits a little yes. differently. And to see what actually works and what doesn't. Yes, yes, yes. I think being self-director is really important um, because a lot of agile leadership for me is about being authentic to yes to, to your style, your values, but at the same time not being stubborn because I can be authentic and adaptive, or I can be authentic and stubborn. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, very dangerous, right? And it's just a fine line separating these two. So self-awareness is important. At the same time, we want to benchmark that with how others see you. That's where the journal comes in. As you assess yourself, for example, if you assess yourself to be very high as a visionary, mm-hmm. then you put yourself 8 out of 10. And then one of the paradoxes that maybe pop up for you is that people don't buy into the vision. People yeah. don't fo- are not aligned. People are doing things that are antagonistic to the overall goal. Then the question is, is my score of 8 out of 10, is it a reasonable score? Or That's right. Actually, yeah. In fact, it's lower. And then what should I do? What can I do now to raise the score of my visionary so that the outcome I will see is that people, you get greater alignment, much, much more efficient, much less of those trying to go back and correct things that people have done, which then wastes time. And that I think that also helps the strategists because we need to look out for the signs really quickly and think about how we can achieve the results quicker with little as little resources as possible because working harder is not possible. We need to work smarter. I I love that 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 is amazing and there's a gem there's really really big gem in there, uh, not to work harder which was the the let's say old times many decades ago that was the the thing and the, the thought that you think that this is the way for me to get results get successful but in today's world it really is to work smarter with less effort yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that's, there are, I believe that there are many ways of doing that, but you just have to find the ones that works for you and for your organization. Yes, yes. And that's where the authenticity comes in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. So how would you define an agile leader and who is an agile leader? Mm, I think first, if you look at the agile leader from the inside, from the outside, okay, from the inside, yeah. from the leader's perspective, they, they must definitely feel at ease, to have inner peace. Oh, 
you know, it's almost like you have a con- clear conscience that yeah. whatever you are doing now, it is your best possible effort and that whichever the outcome goes, it could be good, it could be bad, I am at peace with it because I know this is not an end point. This is part of the journey. I will take it as a learning experience and just get better every single time, right? But at the same time, you have, because I've done my due diligence, there's the inner peace, you have clear conscience. And from the outside, I think it is, uh, what people usually describe the agile leaders as they are self-assured because they are driven by the internal values. They are not doing something to win someone's approval, right? They are probably humble because they seek feedback from others. They don't self-profess that they know everything. So they are always tapping on and leveraging the talents in their own pool. So I think they are humble. They are, they are self-assured enough to be vulnerable. They are consultative and they don't force people to move in a certain way. So I think that's where the mutual respect comes in. Uh, which, whichever words we want to use to describe the agile leader, to me, I think internally most important is the inner peace that mm-hmm. you you feel that you are able to adapt no matter how volatile the world has become. And for the followers or the rest of the ecosystem, I think being credible, the agile leader needs to be credible and responsive as well. Of to course, the yeah. The environment. Yeah, then they know that this person, I can always trust on the agile leader's good judgment and make the best course correction that the situation requires. Oh my gosh, there's, there's so many <laughs> amazing things what you said and and there's so much to take in that and so many things to remember. But if you work in the alignment of your own values, your authenticity authenticity, and, and just be yourself in every situation and influence on others and, and co-create the things mm. as leaders should co-create things yeah. with others. So then... There's a path. There's a thing for you to go forward. If we if we dive deeper into this topic of leadership and as it's changing rapidly, and and as you mentioned, you need to be trustworthy, adaptable, transformative, and and make the decisions very quickly, um, and be positive no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say are the essential things of channel and business forward, besides being this agile leader? <laughs> Mm. Um, I think uh, we need to really look at the relationship between work and life, mm. career and success and question the why behind everything that we do. Um, it's no longer about working hard, right? Or gaining many trophies. We need to look at ourselves as citizens in an ecosystem. And what do I really want to co-create with my partners you know, or collaborators yeah, in that big system together? Because at the end of the day, I think hard work is unavoidable, but we want to make sure that the hard work is worth something. That's right. right. Worth it at the end of the day, are we creating something that has everlasting value? Would I truly have lived a life or am I working so hard to the point where my life is is not livable at all, right? Because I'm mentally, I'm physically depleted. 
So I think questioning the effort, you know, what is all that for? Is it worth it? I think that's very important. Um, a business cannot be successful if your people are not engaged, nor if they are not happy or healthy, right? So I think businesses now have a big, bigger role to play. It's no longer just about profit. It's about how do you create a sustainable life together, sustainable lifestyle yeah. together. And, and and this holistic, sustainable yes. lifestyle, like you mentioned, that you have to take or you, you need to take all these different, uh, let's say, parts of life under consideration and find the balance over there. So yeah. uh, why these agile leaders and, and the agile leadership is so needed to those business? You kind of answered that already, but, but can can you add something more there? Why do we need these kind of special sure. leaders? Right. Well, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot in agile leadership is that we need to be human-centered. Mm. We need to bring the humans back into the workplace. Yeah, because so, we are not a robot, so we are just we are not working. Yes, exactly. So I think conversations like separate your work problems from your home problems, don't bring your personal life issues into the office. I think conversations like that don't serve any purpose. Now, there's no benefit. Because they, they do infect each other's. They, they do influence, right? They, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So we cannot encourage people to live their lives in compartments anymore, right? They live their life in parts. Uh, so essential part of becoming an agile leader, be connected and comfortable with the human side. Right. I love that. Right? Like, for instance, we know that soft skills, emotional intelligence is highly important for all leaders. In fact, the more senior they are, EQ becomes three times more important than IQ. Right? This is coming from the work of, of Daniel Goleman, the father of emotional intelligence. Yes. But a lot of leaders that I have come across, they are not comfortable with dealing with human emotions. Really? Yeah, what like do you for think is that? Um, I think in our system, we have just not been exposed to so-called the dark side, the darker side of human emotions, right? It's like even you, though that it's not the darker side, but <laughs> even though it's not the darker side, you know, dark or light, I think it's all subjective. It's like you know, you look at the situations where people cringe when they have to give feedback, when they have to give critical feedback. People usually cringe, right? Uh, when I have to share that I don't know how to solve this problem, like, you know, really leading with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. uh, these two are the ones that pop up the most. And why are people uncomfortable with it? Because as a human being, all, they have, all we have been trained is to show our strong side, like yes. the good side. And we never gave voice to the darker or the weaker side. But are those parts humans? For sure, for sure. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and in the vocal world now, you can't go on and say that I know everything. I know the solution to every problem because that's not possible. Yeah, no one is perfect, right? Exactly. And the essential part of being an agile leader is to acknowledge that I am a work in progress yeah. for all my life. So which means that feedback is extremely important. So I think the most essential part is to bring the whole human back into the workplace. Be it for yourself and for others. Yes, uh, I, I love that because the the world is is very different than it used to be, and and we understand it now much better 
than we did, let's say, 30 years ago or 40 years ago or something like that. And 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 there are different kind of needs and and the understanding is is so different. Um, so the the humanity is spoken in every stage let's say mm-hmm. let's put it that way nowadays and 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 even i i think i read it from forbes magazine a couple of weeks ago about the iq that you mentioned that it should be there much more in mm-hmm. the teams within the leadership and and just every daily activities because like you said we are working together and we are as humans we are working progress yeah and we should have the the curve there to go forward and that's the only way as i understood from your words so far the agile leader has this learning curve and yeah. develops all the time and gets the the feedback time. from others so yes how does a person can amplify this agile leadership to success and and what mm. does this mean to you mm. so how to amplify your, your agile like, mindset your mindset yeah. yeah um how to amplify i think you know in my book there's what that's a coaching model refor coaching model so, uh, where you redo something at four different stages the first mm-hmm. one is reconstruct the map and to me that is the most important part of amplifying the agile mindset uh our, how we change course how we correct our own behavior it all depends on our perception of reality oh, so reconstruct so right. the map yeah so reconstruct the map talks about is your perception of truth correct is how true is your truth how yeah, real and, is your and truth? who tells the truth is it your truth or my truth exactly all of these are existing correct correct and they're all 100 true yeah, coming from different lenses, right? That's the right. more accurate we can be in deciphering what real is, the truth is, the more likely we can adjust our actions, our thoughts, our everything, you know, to be relevant and to be useful in a context. Uh, one of the sayings is, I, I, this is not new, like they say leadership is contextual. So yeah. your level of truth uh, depends, I mean, your behavior depends on what is the context, right? So exactly. That one is very important. I think a lot of the clients I work with, many times they will realize that the perception of truth is not real enough. That's why they have been trying to push things from a different direction where that, that one wasn't a problem anyway. So they need to change their approach. So I think reconstructing the map is very important. If we train ourselves to always challenge our own assumptions, question our own thinking, like I came up uh-huh. with this conclusion. How did I come up with that? How do I know that it is valid? You know, if we ask ourselves these questions. We are constantly reconstructing the map, which then helps to amplify the agile mindset much, much better. That's great. That's great. And that's, um, it sounds very easy to do, but I'm <laughs> sure that it's not. And I can tell that from my own experience as well, that reconstructing my map and my thinking and, and, even if you can do it in a thinking way, how can you put that into the daily actions? And that's mm. the tricky part. That's where you need to have the practice and and rep- repetition 
to yes. to do that and to change that. So, yeah. Uh, how can a leader resolve all his or her paradoxes? You mentioned mm. something, but yeah. something else. What you could maybe share? Right, right. So paradoxes. Think of it as something that gets you stuck. So yeah. it doesn't have to be the eight that's in the book. It can be anything, and that's where I think that the journal comes in as well. First, uh, when first I think awareness of what the paradox is, uh, mm-hmm. because. In leadership, we can't say this way is correct, that way is wrong. Things are not so dichotomous, right? It's not black and white, right or wrong, that way. So I think identifying what the paradox is about, that's the first way. That's a step one. Yeah. Really reconstruct the map. Then use the five inner voices to check through which lens is causing an issue now. Yeah, right. It's my understanding of something not right. Am I not leveraging a certain voice enough? And then work from there. Um, so I these two things are always interacting. There is a feeling of being stuck. And then there is the inner voices coming in to challenge how you would diagnose the, the issue and then yeah. how you will then respond to correct the problem and get that sense of ease and authenticity back. Oh, that That's that's good because um, that is uh, what I've learned that when you think something, but when you put it to the like a next level, you write it down where you can see, you can also feel it. In a way, you can feel it when you're writing it down. Yes. Uh, so it, it is much more there. For you, yes. and and then right. you have like a different ways of of looking at the paradox and and the thing what you are going through, and maybe mm-hmm. it might give you then some insights how to go forward. That's right. That's so, right. Because the five inner voices are metaphors, so you yeah. use the metaphors to draw more of the whatever is in your subconscious mind. Yeah, and it will usually point you in a certain direction that how huh, maybe I need to explore yeah. this bit a little bit more. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the journaling is a really good way to have the self-reflection and, and building the awareness and, and seeing actually what you think and why you think it that way and yes. what could be the result. Yeah. So there's another good good gem for <laughs> for a leader. If you don't do the journaling, just start doing it now. Yeah, I think it's part of the empty, you know, giving us that white space to reflect. Yeah. Nowadays, we are running way too fast. So the danger is if you run in a wrong direction, by the time you realize it is wrong, that's that length, that distance that you need to backtrack. That That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a waste of time, waste of effort. So I think really being conscious, living in the moment, be mindful, intentional, about where you want to go and how you want to get there. And and reflect that and, and take the time, like you said, to pause things and write it down and, and just see what what's going on and how you're reacting that and, and how you're responding. And then just, you know, st- looking at are you staying in the course, like like mm-hmm. the ship is sailing, that, that yeah. it doesn't need to rock <laughs> on it. Right. Now, um, uh, can anyone become a agile leader? It sounds like it, but how from your experience, how do you, how do you see that? Right, um, definitely you can. Uh, you just need to be open enough. I think the danger is 
when when a leader thinks that he or she is very self-aware and that um, leadership is a destination, not a journey, I think those are the mindset that stops people from learning, growing and becoming more agile. Okay. Uh, you see in the workplace where perhaps they have not realized that the workforce has changed, right? Or they have not accepted that the way business is done, the organization is being run, has to change. They're still stuck to the old ways yeah. because maybe that mindset is that I reached this position. And I want to hold it, really, yes. that this is my right. Correct, correct. So that actually stops them from being agile. So I want to say, you know, bring in uh, Carol Dweck's work, right? We talk about growth mindset. Very yeah. important. I think that's the precursor for anybody in leadership position. And if I stretch that further into the agile mindset, because not only am I very open to mm -hmm. learning, I'm also very responsive to what the ecosystem needs from me. So I think that's the added layer of uh, adaptiveness. So that's everybody can be, but the growth mindset is the precursor. Then we go into the agile mindset. So yeah, if we see leadership as a journey, success as a constantly uh, progressing, you know, like uh, what I call that. Um, the definition of success will always change throughout our life, right? And then we. Constant growth, constant change is the only constant, is the only unchanging fact, then it's much easier to be agile. Oh, so you're so right. <laughs> There's so much to learn, so much to do. But if you, uh, as I understood, correct, um, I, I think uh, it starts with the positive mindset, the, the open mindset, and being able to to really grow and understand that it's a journey, not a destination, right? Yes, yes. The, the whole life itself is a journey. And when you were a child, you had different success thoughts. And now as a, uh, you know, a leader you who, who has been working maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 years in different positions and seeing the world in different ways, you have different um, definitions of definition of the success. Yes, yes. yes. So, so it is a journey and it should add up. I, it I should, it should. Yeah, I, I like really like this paradox in my book, you know, the principled versus adaptable. Yeah. I, yeah, I can so be Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, so I, like I can that. stick to my principles of being successful. For example, I want to be excellent, for example. That's yeah. my principle, right? I can do it in a very stiff and stubborn way. This is the way I'm going to be excellent. I'm going to work very hard. I'm going to push people, etc. Right? Or I can achieve excellence in a very adaptable way. Right? I can look at my calibration of what success means. Uh, I can look at what does excellence mean in people's eyes, and what is the fastest way for me to become excellent in what I do. So you are you can be leaving the principles, but you can be adaptable. So it's a very flexible and soft way of approaching things uh -huh. instead of rigid and stiff. That, that's right. That's right. And, and I understand also from your words that it is about serving others mm -hmm. and how you can influence for the greater good. 
Mm-hmm. When, when you play your part, then the the whole ecosystem or the community locally or globally is getting better results. And yes. when everybody is adding their their own pieces or, or, yes. or skills or wh- whatever that is, so yeah, you gotta be open uh, to be an agile leader. Be open to serve that and and change your your success and and change the the whole ecosystem success. Yes. According to the situations what are occurring today, and it might be something else tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that um, uh, you talked about the adaptability and and things like that? How is this agile leadership then executed? You have been mentioning some of those things already, but how would you say that in terms of a leader and organization or between different teams? How, how can this agile leadership be executed? Because mm. I, I think that's the, that's the tri- yeah, like because I, I think that's the trickiest part, and that's where all leaders are like having the problems. So how do I actually do this? How can yeah. I influence others? Or how can I, you know, if I can change my habits or trades, but how can I do it so that it it thrives the whole organization to the desired result? Mm-hmm. I think knowing yourself first is really important. So that's where going back to the five inner voices, yeah. I always start with the captain. Yeah. I I always use Gallup Clifton strengths because I believe in a strength development approach. Yeah. So going back to fundamentals, who are you? What what is motivating to you? What's your superpower? What are the things within your control and, you know, where are the areas where you need support and partnership from others? Uh, master yourself, be self-aware so that you can be others aware. Uh, and that nicely then follows up with the rest of the inner voices because then with that lens of I, I know what I can do, I know what I can't do, then it goes on to help you develop other people. Right to look out for talent in your own team, to look yeah. for partners, build synergy, and then you can achieve great results together. Uh, a lot of it hinges on the conversations that we have with people. Mm-hmm. As in, we are all leading our separate lives, but we are working together for a certain period of our lifetimes. But we want to achieve something that is of value to the organization and to the individuals, right? So, and that a lot depends on the kind of talent and the strength that you have innately as well. And then how do you bring out the best in each of them? Uh, I kind of, well, when you say how do you practice agile leadership, so I think driven by conversations, mm-hmm. know what you want, know what others want, and try to co-create that in that space so that it's a win-win, it's a mutually beneficial relationship all the time. Yeah. Right. And when there are things that are not working, talk about it and make adjustments, uh, continue to add value to one another. I think that is the best way to become an agile leader and really practice walk, live and breathe it. So in one word, humanity. Be yourself and, and talk, communicate. Yes. I think like you said at the beginning, many leaders especially in in the past they didn't bring the humanity the communication the the feelings the empathy and and 
the the human things that happen in all of our lives, no matter what position we are, so those need to be brought to the yes. table and and then work it together, find the best solutions. My strength is this, and your strength is that, and then someone else is is doing very good at this, and how we can work together to to find the puzzle and and the yes. right pieces over there, and then yeah yeah. Yeah, I really like this metaphor, the puzzle. It's yeah. like we are we are flexible enough to change the way we can fit together. Yeah. Right? And then in the ecosystem, as we interact with one another, we are always finding pieces that match us. Yeah. Right? And we can create all kinds of different imagery that, that, with that, all the right. different pieces coming yeah. together. And and when you, like you said that earlier that when you think of the life and and the leadership and and the company itself also as the growth curve, and and you being open and and uh, adaptable to different things, different people, different situations, then you can you know shape the puzzle and and created whatever forms or, yeah. or colors you wish to have it and yes. I th- I think it's then only possible if you you grow and and be yeah. minded like you said and and reflect the things mm-hmm. what's, yeah. what's going on in in yourself and outside world. So um you have mentioned these inner voices and we talk about those but then you also have five Rs. Mm. What are those and how can they help a agile leader and in his and his or her role and and the commitment? Sure. Now, the 5R is a model for leaders to create learning experiences within their organization. So let's say, for example, if they are using the inner voice of the developer or the strategist, I think it comes in quite handy in these two voices. Mm -hmm. How do you set up your learning tasks? I can look at your work tasks as learning tasks. Yeah. How do you make it relevant to the person? Right. How do you make it make the pain point or the problem to be solved relatable? How do you help people gain new perspectives uh, and learn from whatever experience they have had and turn it into an insight that is refreshing? And then how do you repeat this learning with other people? Because you want every experience an employee has to be a stretch opportunity. So I use the five R's to create learning experiences for, for clients in the workshops that I run, in the little masterminds or the group coaching that I do. Uh, part of being a leader is, and an agile leader is, we really need to embrace this part about helping people learn and grow. So it's almost like wearing a teacher's hat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's no longer just about let's reach the results and the KPI. You have to look at how do you help people learn, grow. Uh, and these are this is just one of the frameworks that I think is useful for others to start wearing the teacher or the facilitator hat in the workplace. That That's good. Because um, as a leader, you kind of, what I've understood is, and one definition for a leader is to co-create the coordinated movements. And mm-hmm. that's the only way of achieving that and uh, succeeding is in in that is to do that together yeah. with the, with the others and and when you when you work with them in an open way and and you are being the facilitated like opening 
the possibilities for others to grow and go forward, then I think I, you you can go really forward and succeed as a company and a, as a leader. So um, how can a leader invite new and different perspectives? Invite different perspectives? Yeah. I think having conversations that is that comes from a relationship built on trust. I think trust, psychological safety, very important. Uh, I want to be able to ask for feedback, suggestions, for people to come up with, you know, courageous ideas that have never been implemented before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to share what's really on their minds and share what's really important to them. Uh, I think we don't have enough direct communication in the workplace. That's why that's where most of the workplace conflict come about. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that one is really important. And then that also links to the reconstruct the map, right? That, that's right. Yes. You can't so reconstruct that. All right. If you don't have the right information, you, you can't reconstruct the map. That, that That's so right. That's so right. So I think that you just answered to my next question that what is and why is it essential for a company or any organization to have these kind of agile leaders and and mm. there it just came <laughs> i i think you just answered to that one so maybe if we are going towards the end end of this uh, discussion so yeah uh, so how do you think that being such a high performing agile leader how does it affect the ability of the companies to achieve those goals Mm. You, you mm-hmm. talk about this already many, many times, but mm-hmm. if there's something that, you know, for the sake of keeping the company in in business, stay in business, and the leader plays a huge role in that. Sure. And if you're yeah. a child leader, I think you have, by this conversation, the understanding that you have better rate to succeed in that. But yeah. What could be there, based on your experiences, the ways to affect staying in the business mm-hmm. and running the company? Sure. So there's a global talent crunch, right? You know, talented people, good people, everybody wants them. Yeah. So I think to me, um, the corporate longevity depends on whether you can retain your talents. And... Then the question is, what do the talents want in their workplace from their leaders? Uh, the shift now is towards embrace the human, the whole human in the workplace, right? Uh, no, much lesser about me as a manager. These are my KPIs for you and your role is to strive for it. And I don't really care what you think. You know, that kind of style doesn't work anymore so if you then tailor your style to meet the needs of the talent that in essence will be agile leader then you will have higher talent retention higher mm-hmm. employee engagement which then ensures that you will be able to keep your business uh, your company in business for a long time because you always have a healthy pipeline of talents who are willing to contribute and reach your goals together I love that because then it all comes down to um, again to the communication and being human and being authentic to yourself. But um, what would be the ways and and where a leader can get help in these kind of things? 
I think whatever instrument we choose or whatever methodology we pick, I think just stick to one and get really good in it. Mm. Uh, I, I find that nowadays there are too many, there's so many, right? We have an information explosion. We have so oh, yes. many. It's types. hard to find. That, that's what I was thinking of. What would you be your suggestions to, to go yeah. to the right places to find this kind of help and information? Yeah, so I think just stick to one, right? Uh, follow one and just do it really well. Like for example, yeah. when I do, when I help leaders strengthen the captain, I always use Gallup Clifton strengths, right? Because yeah. I've seen how it could work. I just go deep into it. There are many strengths assessments out there. There are many kinds of leadership assessments out there as well. Just stick to one. So uh, of course, my encouragement is for leaders, uh, listeners today, go explore the five inner voices, right? And you just get good in each one of them one at a time. Uh, important thing is how do you eat the elephant? You eat the elephant one bite at a time. That, I love that metaphor. <laughs> it works every so time. Important. Yeah, adults, we get overwhelmed because it's a lifelong journey, right? Remember, we are always work in progress. Yes. So much that we could learn, grow, explore, discover. And we need to take bite-sized small actions to get better incrementally, right? So it's really really compounding the effect of tiny little actions. So I think the five inner voices that I've created, this is one way. Use yeah. the Agile Leaders Journal, go through it for 12 weeks, for 24 weeks. Just pick one action at a time. And it's, these actions are not difficult to perform. But they have a like, huge effect. Yes, huge effect. It's always just a slight nuancing of yeah. how I'm positioning myself and how I'm showing up as a leader that creates the biggest impact on your employees and your teams. And, so I think just pick one. I, I, I like that. So in other words, keep it simple. Take it simple. one at a time and use yeah. the elephant one piece at a time and don't worry yes. about the rest. <laughs> so it is yes. eaten at, at, at right. point, right. Right. A couple of last questions to, to close this. What is essential for an agile leader to understand during the process of becoming an effective leader? Mm, I think it's important to understand that, well, you know, coming back to the voice of the agilist, yeah. uh, you know, many of us have this fear of failure or mm -hmm. we try something and it doesn't work. 100%, right? Um, so the appetite for failure, I think we need to increase it. So if you then use the inner voice of the agilist to see as, okay, this is one way I'm going to do it. I've done my due diligence, mm -hmm. of collecting feedback now. Whichever way the outcome is, I can accept it. Because making mistakes is an essential part of becoming an agile leader. You wouldn't know whether this strategy or this little action will work until you try it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yes, and you need that feedback immediately from the system. But if I'm not open to getting feedback, then I'm not an agilist, right? If I'm not setting up small experiments for me to put myself out there and just to be open to being critiqued or evaluated yeah. or, or judged, right? That there will be people who will judge you, right? Either way. Of course, there, there will be always, you know, no one is like you and no one never likes the way you do. And and you like, you never like the way that other people do always. So, so that just, that's just life. Like, yeah. I, right. I, I like that. So you just take it step by step and, and by step. think of it yeah. as a learning curve, as a journey 
that you yes 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 so being an agilist is essential I, I feel you need to make mistakes you will have some not not so great moments but these are not failures these are just different ways of the process thing. yeah it's part of the process and you yeah. if we skip that we can't grow so I think that goes back really nicely to your initial comments right when I said the first thing I want I hope I had learned sooner as a younger person yeah. was to define my measurement of success right would I have reached who I am, when I have become who I am without that initial painful few years, probably not. So making mistakes, going through the grind, uh, you know, having suffering some pain here and there is normal. Yeah, and and learn from yeah. those, like you said. Yes. yes. Whatever comes, learn the good. The if it comes and and when the the sad things, the painful things comes, learn from each one of those and and then adjust that to the current situation what what is coming yes. is yes. that how you can do the breakthrough to the next level uh well we can be open to mistakes but my personal mantra is don't make the same mistake twice i like that i like that <laughs> I, I i am the same but <laughs> and then i find myself doing the same kind of mistake but from different angles so it's not the oh. same mistake if you do it in different <laughs> you end up being in this kind of similar situation but you came there with different decisions or something so it's not the same then right <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so working with the coach i think is really important you need a yeah. neutral third party who truly wants you to succeed to pick yeah. out the patterns for you right because exactly. these are something you it's, it's just different when you try to do it on your own uh, I mean, the time's wrong that way. It is. It is. And this, it is. You may not know this, all the things that you need to notice, right? Correct, correct. So the coaches, I think the greatest value is that they are noticing something about you, right? And bring it to your attention. Yeah. prevents additional unnecessary mistakes. Right? Exactly. And then you, then you wouldn't do the same mistake from different angles. <laughs> and then, okay, now I've done it twice. But the other yeah. sides are okay. Not at the time. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So yeah. Then one last question. Um, what are your personal productivity tips for our listeners? Mm. I advocate this thing called white space. This is coming from my previous professional life. We practice this thing called white space, where uh -huh. you leave some empty space in your days to. Just be with your thoughts to consolidate your day's learning happenings. Uh, I think that's where we can be really productive. You know, productivity is not about how busy I am. I think productivity is about how intentional I am. Oh, I like that. I, I can't be intentional unless I am fully aware of what I want to achieve and what's the best way for me to achieve it. So white space becomes really important. So that's something I am constantly on the lookout for. Um, the more senior you are, the more you need the white space. Why is that? Because we, I mean, so many things we need to be concerned about, right? So I think it's helping you to zoom out and stand at a higher strategic ground and look at where are the pieces I really need to move to get to the goal as quickly as possible in the most efficient possible way uh, and you can't see the patterns unless you 
pause and look at things at a higher view. Exactly. Unless yeah. you don't reflect on the things, what's going yes, on. Yes, yes, exactly. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where the coaching comes in really great as well for busy leaders to consolidate their thoughts. You know, it's not never about case, about effort, hard mm. work, intelligence. It's just how intentional I am. Exactly. I, I love that. I love that. So I wish to thank you so much for this conversation. I think there has been a lot of different gems and insights and practical tips for any leader to be the best one. And I, I think the best leadership can be, you know, reached by being the agile leader. But Mm-mm. where can people find you? How they I find you if they want to learn more about you or the agile leadership or how you teach them, how you coach them? Sure. I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's how two of us connect. So just find Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's where we connected at the first place. Yeah, yeah. There's only one Chen Chen Yo in the universe, I think. So there you are. You're one and only here. Chuen Chuen. That's great. Yeah. So LinkedIn is a is a good best place. place. Yeah, it's the best place. Yes. And tell our listeners again uh, your company name as well. Right, ASENS Agile Leadership Coaching and Training. So ASENS as the A C E S E N C E. So you can also find me at ASENS.com. Yes, I think yes. that that's very very good. Well, I, I humbly want to thank you, Juan Junyo, about being here as my guest speaker and and to sharing your expertise with the listeners because I, I think there is amazing gems truly for anyone to to point out p- pitch out and and point out and uh, put it into your daily routines and just work on those ones mm. so thank you very much um for coming and teaching us all of these valuable tips that and activities that you have experience and and your thesis and about the mindset and transforming one's life to the next level and and to any listener really to grab these things and and take it and include them into your life so humble thanks and and very thank kind you. Thank, words. You thank you so much Chuan Chuan. and for the listeners until the next time channeling business forward Thank you so much for being here with us today.